Today's episode is brought to you by Small Biz Social Society. The Small Biz Social Society is a monthly membership that I created for ambitious entrepreneurs that want to amp up the social media and online marketing for their businesses. The membership includes a monthly live training with yours truly, a monthly guest expert appearance by online marketing and business professionals from across the globe, member spotlights, digital content, online courses, and a super supportive private Facebook community. You get all of this for $28 per month. That is a hell of a deal if I do say so myself. <laughs> if you're ready to increase social media visibility, engagement, and community, learn how to build and maintain a solid personal brand online, and get ongoing support from the best in the business, as well as a badass community of entrepreneurs, this is the membership for you. No commitment required. Head to smallbizsocialsociety.com to enroll today. And for a limited time, use code SBSS podcast to get $10 off your first month. That's smallbizsocialsociety.com and use code SBSS podcast to get $10 off your first month. I can't wait to see you in the social society. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike, dancing in my Instagram stories, or cuddled up with wine watching The Real Housewives. Please know that this show could include some grown-up language here there. Let's get started. So I want to talk to you real quick about Canva. So as small business owners, most of us are not like super fancy graphic designers, and it's really not easy to learn complicated software. So that's where Canva comes in because we all need to make social media posts. We all need to make some graphics. We all need some cover photos, some flyers, some digital art, right? And Canva makes that easy. Canva Pro starts at only $9.95 a month, which is actually a steal, but you can try it for free for 30 days and support the podcast. So all you've got to do is go to socialsunshinepodcast.com slash try Canva Pro. That's socialsunshinepodcast.com slash try Canva Pro. I hope you love it. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 59. I am your host, Brittany Crossan. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you've been here before, thanks for coming back. I missed you since last week. And if you've never been here before, well, welcome to the party. Get ready to learn some cool shit and have some fun. Uh, Y'all, it's December. I mean, like, what the... It. I don't even... Look at me. I'm, I'm speechless for once. Doesn't it feel kind of weird that it's December? Anyone else? Like, and look, I know people say this every year, like the year's flying by, but look, 2020 has been a hell of a year. And it's like, on one hand, it feels like so fast and so crazy that we're in December. But on the other hand, it feels like March when all this hoopla began is like, it was like years ago, right? It's such a weird, it's just a weird year. That's my word for 2020. I decided uh, months ago that it's weird. Okay. Weird. It's also not been easy for a lot of people. And I, I do take that seriously. And I send you my love. 
um, as much as I possibly can sing you through this little microphone here, I do. And I also truly appreciate you being here and listening to the show. The show has grown substantially in 2020. And I'm incredibly, incredibly thankful for that. And it's because you guys are listening. It's because you are sharing with your friends. You're sharing on social media. You're leaving those reviews. You're doing all the things. Speaking of all of that, if you have not done that, please, please, please do. If you're listening to the show on iTunes on an Apple device, just go on in there and leave a good old five-star review with a, um, you know, the rating is the five-star, but the review, you know, right write us a write us a couple of sentences. It's really, really helpful, one, to get your feedback and to know what you're enjoying so we can give you more of that. But also, it's really good when it comes to being on iTunes because it helps the show be seen more. You know, the more, the more positive reviews, the better. And that means that more people are going to discover the show when they're searching on iTunes and we can grow and grow and grow and help more people. Um, if you don't listen on iTunes, then hey, leave a review on the Facebook page. Just look up Social Sunshine Podcast on Facebook and leave a review there. That would be amazing. That's great too. And also, share, 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 share. So like right now while you're listening, you can take a screenshot of your phone. Um, it's going to show, you know, that you're listening to the show. And then you just share that screenshot in your Instagram stories and tag at the Social Sunshine Podcast. And we will um, repost and add it to our story and give you a shout out. Really, really Really appreciate you guys doing all of that. But anyway, okay, let's move on. Today's show is definitely a good one. My guest, Tuck Ross, is coming up in a few minutes. And you know, I met Tuck on TikTok. Isn't that neat? I met Tuck on TikTok. Oh my goodness. Um, but it's true. I did. You guys know that there's a lot of social media magic happening in my life all the time. Whenever you are open to the magic, the magic will find you. And so I ended up meeting a lot of really cool people on social media. And he's definitely one of them. And we connected further on other platforms. So you just, it's kind of cool. It's like you take your your social media relationships to next levels with people, right? Like once I'm connected to somebody on all the platforms, that means like we're tight, all right? We're tight buddies. <laughs> so anyway, that's what I've been doing with Tuck, getting to know him. He's a great marketing expert. He shares some really cool stuff, something we've never talked about on the show before, which is being a nano influencer, meaning an influencer of a smaller size for a smaller audience. And he's basically saying, you're not too small to be an influencer. There's things you can do. You can start moving in on this path of getting to be an influencer on social media. And it's really, really cool. So definitely stay tuned for that in just a few minutes. I also have got to preview something really cool coming up in my membership that I run, Small Biz Social Society. All of the members are about to get a really cool treat in December that I'm super stoked about. And I just wanted to give you a heads up in case it's something that could be helpful for you. And you might want to join the membership to be able to access. We're going to do this, um, this really cool training and also um, guide that I'm going to be providing with uh, 50 content ideas that are entertaining. 50, 50 different ideas for your content, for social media content that are entertaining. So if you know anything about my social media, you know that I love to entertain an audience. I've been an actor, a performer uh, forever since I was a child and um, it's, it's fun, right? And people love to be entertained and you do not have to be an actor or an official performer to be able to entertain audiences. Okay, I repeat, you do not have to be an official type of performer to be able to entertain audiences. You do not. There's ways to create content so that the content itself is entertaining, even if you as an individual are not necessarily a quote unquote entertainer. And I am compiling 50 ideas for content that's going to be entertaining to an audience. And 
that is going to get served up to all the members of my membership, Small Biz Social Society, this month in December. I think that a lot of people are really kind of, honestly, a uh, little tough love here, serving up some mediocre content. Hey, I've done it before. Nobody's perfect. I've, some of the stuff I post isn't all that fabulous. Um, it, you know, we all make mistakes, especially back in the day whenever I was first starting. And But the thing is, is that people just keep posting mediocre content and don't realize that that it, audiences want, they want to be entertained. They also want to be educated. It's not like you always have to be juggling fire. Although if you know how to juggle fire, I highly recommend you do that because you're sure as shit to get a lot of attention for that. But you don't always have to be doing that necessarily. You're going to have your moments where you're maybe it's a little bit more of a structured teaching situation, depending upon what you do in your business or brand. I get it. But overall, you really do want your content to be entertaining. You want it to, to grab someone's eye, to fascinate someone, to interest someone and intrigue. All of these things really, really matter. And that's really what people on social media really gravitate to. If you think about it, think about it. What what are the things that people are sharing? Like even just like people, you know, in real life on Facebook or whatever, it, they're, they share things that are entertaining. Like if they saw something, a funny video or something really inspiring and sweet or, you know, some sort of funny meme or whatever, they, that's what gets shared by audiences right? So, and and I mean, golly, speaking about, you know, TikTok earlier, talking about meeting Tuck on TikTok. I mean, TikTok is all about entertainment. He and I actually talk about that a little bit. Um, And a lot of things are. And so remember, it doesn't have to be a certain type of entertainment, right? It's your style and you don't have to perform per se, but you can create content that ends up entertaining someone, fascinating someone, interesting someone. You can still do that no matter what type of person you are, no matter what type of business you have. So I'm really, really excited about that. Those 50 content ideas that are entertaining is going to be coming up for Small Business Social Society uh, very, very soon this month in December. It's going to be something that the members can use for ever, for months and months and months and months. These are, this is, it's going to be a really, really strong tool to have. If you want to join Small Biz Social Society, uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, (laughs) It's smallbizsocialsociety.com. It's only $28 a month. There's no commitment required. You can cancel anytime, although you're totally not going to want to cancel. Um, and you get, you know, monthly training with me. We have a, a guest expert every month to make an appearance. Um, you know, it's, it's helping you with your social media marketing and your personal branding and really having that community, which we literally have a community on Facebook where we are supporting each other and we are doing things together, but you're also learning individually things about your business and how to apply them, certain tools and features, how to use, you know, how to use Instagram reels, how to, you know, tips for going live on, on camera. All these things are included in the membership at a super low monthly price. So definitely head over to smallbizsocialsociety.com. You want to get all the goodies. You want to get the new goodies in December. It's going to be a really, really exciting month. And honestly, that topic is really, really important. I can't stress to you enough how much it matters, how much the quality of your content matters. You know, that's the that's one of the biggest things I have people say to me, whether they are members in the membership, whether they're, you know, just following me on Instagram or something and people asking questions or or talking about their concerns when it comes to social media for their businesses and brands is like, what do I post? Um, I post something and like nobody really cares. And um, you know, I don't really have that many good ideas and I da 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 and look, when it comes to when it comes to having, you know, good success on social media, meaning 
that, that can mean different things for different people, of course, different levels of success. But in general, that means that you are truly reaching your audience. A, a good chunk of your audience is actually seeing your post. That's the first step. Um, they're stopping their scroll. It's catching their attention. They're engaging with what you are sharing on social media. And they're really looking forward to the content that you're sharing in the future, which then, of course, ends up translating into sales for you and your business and what you're doing. And in order to get anyone's attention and get them to stop that scroll. The quality of your content has to be high. And the quality is, it is, um, it is based upon, it, it depends upon your business, depends on what you're doing, right? So quality content to here I go with my gardening. Y'all know I love a gardening example because I'm not a gardener and that's probably why. So I like to pretend that I know things about growing tomatoes and I do not, but say something that is considered to be quality to an account that talks about gardening and all the people that follow that account that truly want to learn about gardening, they they think that is quality content, right? But if you don't like gardening, then that, then you don't care. So so just be worried about your audience. What does your audience think is quality? What does your audience think is entertaining or fun or fascinating or inspiring or interesting? What is it that they want, right? That's what you need to be thinking about. It's. I've said this before and I'll say it again. It's very difficult to be universally appealing. (laughs) And you don't have to be. You don't have to be. You do your thing. You be you. You be real and be authentic and show your audience the real you and your talents and your strengths and your knowledge and what you can share to help them and worry about them and that audience. What that audience thinks is entertaining. What that audience thinks is interesting. And what what is going to make that audience stop their scroll. Hallelujah. Okay, let's move on. All right, you guys, we got to get on to this interview with Tuck Ross. This was some good stuff. I'm telling you, you might want to take a note or two. It's really some really good stuff. Um, Treats and information and goodies and wisdom and knowledge and all the things about being an influencer, especially about being a nano influencer. If you have a smaller audience and you're really wanting to dive into this, this is the interview for you to listen to. It's coming up next with Tuck Ross. Today's guest is an award-winning strategic marketer with an MBA and 18 years of marketing, social media, digital, e-commerce, retail, product, and management experience in consumer-centric environments. He's led strategic marketing programs at Disney, Hasbro, Guitar Center, and Bank of America, to name a few. Currently with over 100,000 followers across LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. He likes to share his his expertise to enable the marketing community as a keynote webinar and podcast speaker on marketing strategy, digital brand marketing, and direct to consumer acquisition and social media. And a fun fact, he's an Eagle Scout (laughs) in the Boy Scouts, which, get this you guys, gave him the skills to actually help save someone's life using a rope. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Tuck Ross. Hey, thanks for having me, Brittany. Glad to be here. You're yeah, welcome. That, before that we talk story. about okay, before we talk about anything else, we have to talk about this <laughs> this uh, saving someone with the rope situation. Please, please just share that. What? Yes, yeah, so you asked happened? me for you asked me for a fun fact, and I was like, uh, I mean, I don't know, right? And and this someone just like randomly came. I like, I don't think I've ever shared this story. We went on a mission trip to Mexico. We were building a church. Um, we were there doing some other stuff, and we went there, and they're digging a well. And one of the kids that had been digging the well actually fell in and was 10 feet down. And they were like, oh my gosh, we have to go into town because this is like a remote area, right? So like, we have to go into town. We have to get all this stuff. Like, we don't know how to get them out. I was like, what do we got? What do we got? We got a rope, right? So I'm like, 
the things that you never expect in Boy Scouts to come in handy, right? I tie this knot that's called the rescue knot, the bowline. And we, it makes a loop, right? You drop it down the hole. The, the kid actually sat into it and we got him up without falling back down and no one else, you know, was able to do it. And it was like, it was actually really cool. And I was like, my moment happened. I've achieved it. It's sort of like a lassie moment, right? Like Timmy's in the well. And, uh, you know, this guy was in the well and we got him out. So it was, uh, it was pretty cool. It was, you know, finally validated all those years of Boy Scouts that I actually <laughs> went through, so. That's, that's very cool. That's not pretty cool. That is very cool to help it in an effort to save someone in any capacity, but then to be able to link it to your Boy Scouts experience. Like that, come on, that's amazing. Yeah, uh, that's I bet your, your old like troop leaders would be like, at a boy. <laughs> yeah. Well, my dad was in it the whole time with me. He was like, dad, dad, that's why we did this, right? It's like, I, I work on computers all day long and you know, I don't need any outdoor skills right now, but, uh, but that one actually was super helpful. So that's awesome. <laughs> that's cool. Okay, cool. I love that story. Thank you so much for sharing. Okay. So, um, before we dive deep into our, um, topic about being a nano influencer, I would love for you just in your own words to talk about, you know, explain to everybody what you do. I know I gave you an intro, but just in your own words, like what the heck does all of that stuff even mean and <laughs> yeah no and, and I you know I gave you a few things to on the intro there but um, I think the biggest story is like I, I do a lot right in marketing and I love marketing I, it's it's always been my passion point and I think early on I identified that digital was really a space I wanted to be in it as social was emerging really focusing in on that as well um, but I, I honestly I come into these businesses and had the opportunity to work with some really premier brands uh, and coming in and either uh, building a digital like COE or digital, um, uh, you know, enterprise from scratch from inside the organization or helping ramp further uh, a business that was in the space. So like I was at Disney and we were working on product management and uh, I was one of the charter team that built Hulu, right? And, uh, and some of what we all know today is not very prevalent then streaming media. And it was that, that was when DVDs were the cool thing, right? And so uh, building over the top television, ad breaks and putting those types of things in, syndicating to 35 countries um, were some of the projects that, you know, started that way. And moving into Hasbro, it was a similar type of thing of how do you market and how do you find the consumer and convince that parent, that child, that this is exciting and interesting, right? Doing the first Facebook ads when that came out. Um, QR codes, which was very difficult then and it, it totally did not work and complete failure. And now the QR codes are the coolest thing, right? And everybody's right. using it on their menu at the restaurant. So um, it's, it was very fun to kind of be in the, the innovative, uh, you know, growth period of each of these things, uh, social commerce, right, which is very hot and trendy right now, trying to figure out how to sell things through social media. Um, and that's really, I think, where a lot of influencers come into the mix now of being able to help drive that sale. Um, but I've been a consumer marketer at the heart. Um, I think it applies to everything, whether it's B2C, B2B, to human, right? Because all of us are here and you're marketing to an individual no matter what. Um, and I think it's really important to think about how do we, you know, leverage the attention that all of us have, right? And think about how do you use that if you're a business to market to individuals to help sell? Because people sell to people through relationships. And I think that's what's always fascinating about, you know, call it the marketing funnel or whatever, but that relationship building, that piece of the connection is what helps create the sale. Right. And that's always been what's powered and excited me about what we do. Right. Oh, be to human. I like that. Um, <laughs> that that must have been a cool. I mean, just because you you pointed it out, the the experience um, with Hulu, but just in general, like you said, the digital streaming and like really, you had a different look at that than the rest of us. You know, with this inside look at really seeing that. That sounds really fascinating because it's funny that you bring that up now. Because just a couple of days ago, a, a guy that um, Dan, Dan Peterson, he, he was on the show a little while back. He said he found one of these old, you know how when Netflix 
sent DVD or yeah, yeah, DVDs absolutely. in the mail. And he yep. found an old, just like his sleeve without the yeah. movie and posted it. And it just brought me back. And I thought about what you're saying, like that yeah. transition we all went through. It's so amazing. Yeah. That must've been so cool to see. Yeah. It's, um, I, I, you know, it's, it's funny. We, they called it pennies on dollars at the time. And, and, you know, you knew digital was going to be exciting and everybody was excited about it because it was new, but there wasn't any way to make money at it. And so a lot of these were experiments into the unknown of hoping and understanding that maybe the consumer would move that direction, right? This is when we were all using T9 keypads on our phone. And it makes me sound super dated when I say that, but now you get to the point where all of us, you know, especially because of the pandemic are sitting around watching more streaming media than ever. Video is the number one consumption on any platform, right? Whether it's Netflix, or you know YouTube or whatever, and I think um, it's it's just really interesting to see where especially digital video has gone um, and completely disrupted a business, right? Like Disney was built on theatrical and DVD. Like the DVD business ran Disney. That's what made the cash. It wasn't just the theme parks. It was the DVD business. And now they completely flipped over to Disney Plus and beyond the Mandalorian. Like they're laying into that hard because they're realizing that they're going to be left behind, you know, Netflix and the rest because the consumer is showing them that they want that type of media. Right, right. Yes, like bringing the bring the DVD out of the vault. Yeah, uh, the Disney. Yeah, exactly. You yeah, know, the, it was a big it was a big moment. Like, oh, right for the yeah, next three hurry. weeks, we can buy Cinderella. Hurry the hell up and get to the store. <laughs> but that was that was genius. That was genius. Yeah, um, okay, so let's dive into um, uh, let's dive into the topic, which I'm excited about. When you told me that you'd be willing to talk about this, honestly, when I read that, I was like, yes, 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 yes. I love that so much. So we're talking about being a nano influencer. Let's just start with the basics. What is it? What is a nano influencer to anybody out there that has never heard that before? Yeah. So there's, uh, you know, I would consider five tiers of social media influencers. Nano influencer, we don't want to say the lowest tier, right? But this is really a starter level, right? And so somebody that's coming in uh, around uh, a thousand or under followers, um, someone who has significant influence, a lot of them are their friends, right? Um, in a comparatively narrow niche, that's a nano influencer. And so anybody out there that's listening, if you have about uh, a thousand or under followers, uh, which most people do, you're considered a nano influencer. You could have that potential. And so that's, that's cool. And it starts to graduate into micro influencer, which, and these are again, ranges that have sort of not been loosely defined, um, but between a thousand and 10,000, a mid tier is about 10,000 to a hundred thousand macro influencers, a hundred thousand more, and then you get to a million. And that's where we really start to consider more of that celebrity status of influencers. So when you look at that, um, it's really interesting to start thinking about what are brands looking for and coming from the brand side, you know, I'm interested in people that have significant influence on their audience. When you get to that mega status, right? You maybe have some of that, like a, you know, a Kardashian or whatnot, um, but it's not really a true relationship connection. They're just doing it because they want to be part of the trend. What's interesting about the nano and micro influencer audience and why they're so, you know, compelling to, especially a brand audience is that they have significant influence on their specific audience because they have the time to build that relationship connection. They're strong in their niche and that's what they're known for. Right. Okay, cool. I love that. And that's so relatable, right? Because you said, I mean, most people, you know, I know what gets attention are Kardashian and everybody else, because of course, big things get attention, but you're right. Most people fall into this category and a lot of the people that's in this show do, and they're really trying to find their way and figure this out. So we have, this is, I'm so excited. We have a perfect, um, perfect topic. So, so Let's shift into like why, why brands would like, again, since we're talking to people that maybe don't have as much experience, why do brands want an influencer? Like what's, what's the advantage and why is it like that now? Right. It didn't always used to be like that with marketing. 
Yeah, sure. So let's talk about a little bit of the struggle that brands are going through right now. Like we talked a little bit about, you know, in the intro about early digital marketing and, um, and sort of where part of my career started, but I think it's endemic to the, like where the business has come, right? It was it, digital is new, right? You could run display ads and people would be like, wow, this is amazing. Um, banner growth is still growing at a decent rate, about 7% per year. Um, but 45% of North Americans are using ad blockers, 40 to 70% of ads are not in view. 90% of ad clicks are by bots, right? And so average click-through rate is 0.06%. So when you look at that and you say, what am I running on display? Maybe it's not working so well. I'm running search, um, but I got to pay the Google tax. I got to always have that on. It's not really compelling. It's sort of like that last surgical piece as someone's getting in there. And it's also very competitive, right? Um, because everybody else has figured it out too. What's interesting about influencers and why brands are looking specifically for influencers is that you know, if you look at all of us who are on social and why we're on social, it's a different engagement level, right? We're there because it's interesting, it's fun, it's engaging, it's our friends, it's people that we know or are, are, we want to be influenced by. 91% of millennials, as we know, are influenced by reviews as much as friends and family, reviews. That's people talking about something online, whether it's, you know, their latest uh, protein powder or the thing they got off of Amazon and they love it, right? But they're influencing someone's consideration for a product or service. Um, you know, 81% of consumers uh, and this is a stat for me marketer, uh, purchasing decisions are made on social media, right? If you think about that outsize percentage of people making a choice because they saw something from someone that they're interested in online, it's a very different model than someone proactively doing a search in Google or waiting for that display ad to hopefully get that click if they even see it. Um, and, and you look at like what's happening, especially in YouTube, where those, um, especially as you move up in terms of status, um, people's influence on, you know, those individuals and what they would consider to buy six and 10 or, uh, of kids are actually looking at YouTube influencers as more compelling than any celebrity that's out there right now. So especially as like movies are not happening, right? You've got, you know, um, a, a bunch of other things that are not in the mix. People are looking at YouTube, people are looking at Instagram and TikTok as the next level of what we consider celebrity or status influencers. Um, and those are really where the trends are happening, right? And that's really what's driving this change and why brands are looking for that because they want to encourage not only the engagement, right? But they're going after the attention. They want their audience and they want to introduce their product or service to that audience. Those influencers, as all of us are, are more authentic than the brand just saying, hey, buy my stuff. It's more authentic if, you know, Brittany's like, hey, you know, go buy a Peloton because it's amazing, right? And that's cool because I see you on the Peloton every day. Of course, that makes it so much more authentic and real. And actually, I would want to get one too. Right, right. Yes. Dear Peloton, y'all hear that? Hello. <laughs> you definitely need a sponsorship, right? I mean, yeah, come I was, on. Jesus, uh, Lord, what it. does it take to get those people's attention? Um, <laughs> but I love you. Um, yeah, no, I love that so much. And um, I love how you... Um, Oh crap. I just lost my train of thought. Oh, damn. It was good too. I should have written it down. Oh, well, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Let's move on. Um, okay. So, so let's talk more like what I, I, I like how we, I know I have down in my notes why nano influencers, but I want to, I want to also like, maybe you can explain the impact too, right? Because if somebody is like, why bother? Right? Like I, I have 892 yeah. followers. Why would I try to be some sort of influencer? And they probably would think that way, right? A lot of people might have that attitude, but I want people to understand why they would even start this journey and why, what kind of impact they could make even with their smaller um, following for right now, at least. 
Yeah. I think based off what, you know, said last, it's like the engagement is the new impression, right? So yeah. you look at traditional digital KPIs, a lot of them don't matter as much as what we're seeing happen on social right now. The explosive double digit, triple digit growth of some of the social media platforms, especially since March when the pandemic started, um, is really indicative of where the consumer's going, right? And we want to follow the consumer. We want to see where they're going, um, sort of not agnostic of age, right? Especially if the kids are leading the platforms, you know, people say TikTok's too young. No, all of us are there and it's growing at an incredible rate, 100 million plus, um, you know, now engaging on a daily basis over 30 wow. minutes a day. Um, and so, you know, if you look at yourself to your question and say, why me? Why would I, why would I want to do this? Well, I think the first question is, do you have a passion for it? Maybe you're just there to casually engage, right? And there's a, there's a high percentage and there's, there's a sort of old rule that we used to use where it's, it's one, um, 10, 89 or whatever the number is, right? Somewhere around there. But it, 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 the big number is the number of people that just consume content, right? So it, whether it's 89 or 90%, those people are just sitting there to kind of engage and that's, it's their entertainment, right? Instead of watching the news or you know Saturday Night Live, they're sitting there and they're scrolling through Instagram. Um, there's 9% who are actually gonna comment, right? They're gonna go through and they're gonna actually make, uh, you know, something kind of maybe like something or whatnot. And then there's actually only about 1% that are creators. People that are creating content on a regular basis, like we are on TikTok or on Instagram, producing even for you know podcasts or whatnot, very small percentage of the total population that's actually a creator set level. And so you have to ask yourself, I think going into this, maybe I don't want to do that, right? And then tap yourself out and just be you know comfortable with, I want to engage, I want to like, I'm here for entertainment. Identify why you're on the platform, what you're there for. If you want to grow your platform, right, to your question and say, I want to take it to the next level. I want to get from 892 to 1,000, right? Or maybe I want to get to 10,000 so I can put links in my Instagram, you know, stories and, um, and connect it to my uh, Amazon affiliate shop or whatnot, right? That's where you really start to lean in to say, I need to hone in on this and start to figure out what I would say are the next steps for you to identify as an influencer. But it's really about your passion first. And then that leads to what you want to do as a niche, right? What do you want to focus on and communicate as your narrative, the story, the through line that excites you? Because you're going to be doing this every day, right? If you want to get into this and stick to it and dedicate yourself to it, you have to do something that you're excited about. And maybe it's raisins, right? I don't know. Maybe it's like the environment. It could be things around you that really influence you. Maybe it's, you know, your favorite thing is like you brainstorm it's Reese's Pieces, right? Well, maybe that's not interesting to everybody, but maybe competitive eating is and you figure out weird ways to make Reese's Pieces and all this stuff. There's a bunch of people doing weird eating stuff on TikTok and they have a hundred thousand, almost a million followers on some of these accounts. So getting creative, I think with what your passion is and then honing in to figure out how do I do that in a little bit different way than what's out there is where you start to get started and, um, and really start to engage on your path. I'm smiling so much as you're saying this because you, because you are speaking my language. Um, I talk about this a lot whenever I t talk to uh, my audience or members or anything where we're talking about content creation and they're like, I don't know what to post on social media. You know, they want right. to, they, so they want to go that route you were talking about of maybe taking it to the next step. And like, I don't know what to post, I don't know what to post. Even if they have a business, they still don't really know what to post, you know, all these things. And I really try to talk about what you say and just say like, just what, what are your strengths? What do you love? What, yeah. what's a, like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. because like you said, you're going to be there every freaking day. So yes. you, you better like it. And, um, and in marketing in general, right. You've got, it's, you got to do shit over and over and over and over again. So yeah, you better, you better like it and have a passion <laughs> for it. And it's going to come across to your audience too, the authenticity of it all. Right. 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 I'm so excited that you said that. Okay. I remember, I remember what I, I wrote it down. I remember what I was going to say earlier, just because you mentioned YouTube, 
I have a confirmation from my children that yes, it is true. All of you out there, especially that have kids and they're watching the I YouTube know, right? and they're like, that's my favorite YouTuber. Oh, that's so-and-so. And I'm like, <laughs> y'all are officially making Phil a little bit old. I know. They're like, here, they're like, uh, I'm like, are you doing your math? Yeah, I'm doing math, right? And I'm like, you're on your phone. They're like, no, I promise I'm doing math. And I go around and it's like Ninja Kids from YouTube. And I'm like, are you serious again? Like, can you just, <laughs> like I, I, and I blocked it and they figure out how to unblock it, right? Like they literally are, so, are smarter than all of us, right? Yeah, it's, that's it's, what's, it's amazing, but thing. it is really, really true. And I'm so happy to know that you think that people are following the consumer and that these companies, you know, because it's, hey, it is what it is. And that's what a lot of children are watching and not just children, but you know, yeah. from there as well. Um, okay. So, so you had mentioned before there's five steps to being a nano influencer. So I, would you just walk through those for yeah, us? The five steps? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think the, um, you know, to go back to your point again, if you're thinking about getting started in this, you really want to think about what is your passion? I mean, this could be a 60, uh, 60 minute exercise where you get into it and you say, okay, who am I? Like, what do I, what do I have a passion? I grab a whiteboard, right? Take a notebook. Um, you know, one of the things I like to do is just open up my browser tabs. What have I had open in the last 30 days that really is showing me what I care about? Look at your screen time in your phone. Sometimes we think we are one way, right? Like, I, of course I'm all about this, right? But then it, your time spent actually shows you something a little bit different. So get into that, get into that. But finding your niche first step is really critical, right? Maybe you're a motivational person and you find fun ways to do it, right? But you're thinking about how do I tell people that they just have a good day every day, right? There's a way to get motivated in a time of so much craziness and some darkness, right? Happening that I wanna motivate people. I wanna, you know, I'm excited every day. I woke up today, I'm excited. How do I do that? So finding a way to identify, again, what your passion is, finding your niche is the first step. I think once you identify that, really the second step is to brand yourself. You know, this, this phrase personal brand is thrown around. It's a little bit difficult, um, for, you know, for some people to consume because it's like, what is that? Um, especially if you're not in marketing, right? But I think the thing that you can think about is, you know, a personal brand is really just how do you think about what problem you're solving for someone and what way do you do that? And, and, and that's you, right? Like that is the way that you portray yourself doing that. Right. Some would say it's the way that people talk about when you're out of the room. I also think it's the way that you also just think about what I want to tell people every day that is really that value that I'm delivering. Like if I'm going to get up and tell people, you know, um, about a certain thing, it's the way that you do that consistently over time every day. And it's why people will come to you, right? It's going to be that way, you know, in combination with your niche, um, because that's sort of the information piece, but it's going to be about, again, how you put that lens of you on it. That is really your personal brand. Yes. Um, love that. Love that. I agree so much. Yeah. Right, sorry. Number think, three. No, no, you're good. You're good. Jump in. Um, I think the third one is, is to your point about content, right? It's designing your content. And um, this is, this is a big bucket, right? Because it's so many things, but it could be um, everything from your, your, it is your communication calendar. Like what are you posting on a daily basis to what is the filters that you're using if you're on Instagram, right? So you have a consistent look and feel and format um, every time because that consistency, whether it's post schedule, the type of content you're posting, the filters you're using, the way you use your voice and tone, the language you're using in your posts, it communicates um, over time and builds consistency, but that's the value that you're delivering. It's also breeding comfort with your audience and expectation. And those sometimes are negative words, right? But those are actually very positive in this, in this instance yeah. because your audience looking for you when they identify with you, your tribe, they're going to hone in and be like, yes, I want to hear from Brittany. I want to hear from talk. I want to hear from, you know, whoever is posting and what they have to share. I like it. And I recognize it immediately when I see it because 
of the combination of that personal brand and the way it's portrayed through the content. So I think that's a really important step. Um, the fourth one, it seems pretty easy. This is actually incredibly complex, which is engage your audience. So a lot of this is thinking about, okay, I, I put my content out there, I go and nothing happens, right? So it's, it's partially about thinking about what do you do to engage your audience? It's putting yourself out there. And sometimes this is the scariest step, right? I think the first mm -hmm. scary step is posting the content in the first place because you're like, oh my gosh, this is me. Do people accept <laughs> me? And maybe it falls flat and maybe it doesn't, right? right. Um, and it, it starts to take off. If you're in the middle or you get one or two likes, so what? Take that one person that follows you, engage with them, and then it'll be 10, and then it'll be 20, and keep going. But you know that's what's really interesting and why, again, brands love the smaller audience sets of a nano and a micro influencer is because their audience is super tuned in because that person, you as the influencer are engaging with your audience at a hyper level that is not seen once you start to get past hundred thousand because it's unmanageable, right? Like you start yeah. to have to use tools and you're just liking things. And sometimes people don't even get the attention, right? Yeah. Um, they're talking amongst themselves. That level of below hundred thousand, even 10,000 and below is really attractive because those people are tuned in. They're ready for you. They want to see what you're posting. It's your community. And that is what is really important about step four, engage your audience is like every post, comment on as much as you can, right? And, and, and as people are engaging with you, go and comment on their work too, right? Because it's as much about building them up as it is about them giving you. It's sort of like that friend that if you only give, right, and never receive, that's like, ah, it's kind of a weird relationship. You got to treat right. this like a relationship and there's a two-way street there. I think the last one is really, you know, uh, I call it picture perfect, right? But once you get to that stage of being like, yes, I feel like I'm honed in, I've got this set up, and you feel like you can put it into like a media kit, right, at that stage, um, it's a really good point to start thinking about, okay, cool. Maybe I'm at 892, maybe I'm a thousand, maybe I'm even only at 500, maybe I'm a little bit more. I'm going to start putting my look together. A media kit gives you that opportunity to step out, polish yourself up using your personal brands with your niche in there and say, hey, brand X, right? I'd like to, you know, maybe represent your product for a brand partnership. And that's really that next and um, what I consider that, that bridge step into becoming a true influencer where you're starting to, you know, reach out and um, start to accept brand partnerships and some of it maybe for product or payment. Um, but it's really thinking about taking it to the next level and engaging in that way that again, products that are very natural to your environment, brainstorm a list of things you use every day that you love, um, maybe things that you aspire to even, but that are sort of authentic to who you are as part of your personal brand and then take to that next level from there. Okay. <clears throat> awesome. I love that so much. Thank you for breaking that down. It all makes perfect sense. That's going to be really, really helpful um, to a lot of people. And I like how you mentioned the value of um, having a smaller audience uh, because there's value in both, right? Obviously there's value oh, yeah, in having sure. a huge audience. Why would you not want a huge audience? But there's sure. still that value in the smaller one, like you said, because you literally can't can manage your stuff better. I mean, I, I, I've yeah. in 2020, I've had a few, um, I've had a few viral videos and what happens is, and I don't know if everybody realizes this is it's not the exact same as having millions of followers, but to have it be so busy, um, it's, it's not easy. Like it's great. It's very exciting, but it's not easy. <laughs> and you do have a lot coming through constantly, these notifications. Right. So just imagine having 5 million followers and you can't quite get that personal connection. So there's always a pro and con, right? To, to all of it, to everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the interesting thing too, is that to your point, you know, sheer numbers obviously speak and right. And, and brands are like, Ooh, fancy, especially if you're, 
you're a newer brand, right? And you're just looking to influencer marketing, maybe you don't have a lot of direction or strategy. You're like, hey, big numbers mean more, right? So I should go after that. But I think the brands that are savvy, right? Especially as they start to work with more influencer marketing platforms, agencies, tools, looking at how they should approach the business and really looking at the results as these programs run through, because that's the big piece that comes out of it. They're actually looking at engagement metrics. How many times are people getting that comment, that like, that view through, right? On the video, the percentage of view time, you can see those metrics now. And it's actually becoming critical for um, an influencer to have those there versus just the sheer volume of their audience. Right. Okay, cool. Thank you for explaining that. Um, okay. So what about platforms? What's the best, best platform to be an influencer on? Or is it depending upon the person? Like, how does that work? How would somebody even decide? Yeah, I think it depends on the person, right? I think if you had just had to pick one agnostically, you would go with Instagram because it's sort of the place to be. It's a big space. You know, if you're, if you're, if you have a little bit of interest, right. And a passion and a niche that you've identified, like we've walked through, I think you could tackle TikTok, right? And you and I have, you know, connected on TikTok and there's a lot of fun things happening there, but TikTok's exploding in a lot of different ways. There's a lot more how to learn instructional video, fitness is taking off, beauty is taking off, right? Um, even things like therapy and medical are taking off there in very interesting ways because it's a short format that is really easy to engage with. Again, if you're into video and can do that, that's a smart platform to get there because it actually, um, the way the algorithm's built, it's easier to pick up followers there than any anywhere else. And I would say it's one of the only true platforms left that has organic reach, right? Um, and that's a space that you can work on that doesn't necessarily need you to pay to play. Um, right. Instagram's a little bit, you know, steeper hill to climb as it were. And then I think, you know, if depending on your industry, right, LinkedIn is actually another good space um, that is, I think, underutilized and really, you know, ripe for that, uh, that strategy of how do I be an influencer in that space? Um, you know, they've just introduced stories on LinkedIn. They just yeah. introduced um, a lot more consumer-based features into the platform this year. And, um, you know, LinkedIn Live is another format that works really well to notify everyone in your network when you're live. Um, just a lot of potential LinkedIn that's untapped, I think, at this point, especially as they start to lean into people being at home more and certain and think about, you know, how do I continue to engage here? It's a little bit dry, right? It's maybe not as fun as some of the other places. Um, you have to kind of be careful if you have an employer or people that you're connected with as clients or whatnot. Uh -huh. um, but I think around that, there's a lot of way to share your expertise. Again, if you're focused on your niche, your passion, and what you want to share as your narrative, that's a good place to do it too. Right. Yeah. LinkedIn also like, like TikTok, the organic reach is really, um, mm -hmm. really astounding in some cases. And um, yeah, but you're right. It's a, it, it's a, it's not quite as loosey goosey. <laughs> I don't think they receive my dancing videos quite as well <laughs> on LinkedIn. Although there's a few fun, you know, fun, fun moments there, but no, you're right. But it, you know, you still be you obviously, but maybe it's, you know, you never want to change yourself for the platform, but yeah, right. maybe, maybe you would adjust. Maybe this type of information is better for sharing on this one. And you kind of tweak it depending on the platform, but I'm glad you mentioned the organic reach on TikTok because it's just important for everybody to remember TikTok and, and of course, LinkedIn really do have that. And if you're wondering how or whatever, I mean, in layman's terms, it's just like the algorithm is set up in a way in which there's different, there's different details to where it makes it easier for people to see your yeah. stuff. Right. I mean, like yeah. I literally the layout on LinkedIn, which is, which also Instagram reels has um, been exciting as well, but on the sure. right side, on the right side of the screen, you guys, if you, if you've been on TikTok, you see it's so easy. You can just hit the plus sign and follow that person right then. Like you yeah. don't have to go to their profile if you don't want to. And it sounds crazy, but like taking out that step is so smart because it does help people follow you yeah. easier and faster. Yeah, absolutely. Right? 
And right. also, I feel like they're also like, like there's like, um, let me think, how do I put this? I feel like I don't have to jump through as many hoops, which although <laughs> you might call dancing on a treadmill, dancing, <laughs> jumping through hoops, but I don't feel like I have to do that to like earn a TikTok follower, but man, Instagram has made me work, baby. Like it's really made me work hard over the years and it's, uh, it takes a long time. So it depends on the platform. Yeah, of course. Um, okay. So we've got that. So you think it's going to just depend upon what everybody's comfortable with, what type of content they're, they're wanting to make and all that jazz. Okay. Right. Totally makes sense. Um, so now let's get to, before we're done, you've got to talk about money. Um, like what, what, can you give examples of what someone could make on a post if they're an animal influencer or anything like that to make somebody understand what, what to expect? Yeah. So this is the next level, right? This is where you're thinking about, okay, I've got all this stuff. I want to package it. I want to put into a media kit and get that out to a brand, right? Um, I think the first step before you even get to that, like a pre-step is just make sure your bio's right, right? Make sure it's right on TikTok. Make sure it's right on Instagram. Make sure you're consistent. I'm going to give him a round of applause for that. Yes. Um, and make yes. sure you utilize that one link, right? You have one link and whether it's to a link tree or to your website or something like that, make sure that's strategic with who and where you want them to go, right? Because if they see that and they have one chance and you have one shot and you take them there, make sure that's dialed because it's so important to yeah. making sure you take that next step, right? Um, I've had a lot of outreach on my link just to my website and it's like, okay, cool, that actually works. And so you see it coming through, make sure that's set up. And, um, and that way brands can connect to you if they wanna proactively reach out, right? I think it's the first way to do it. The next step, like we talked about, is get that media kit together. That's where you're actually reaching out to the brands and, um, and services that you really want to engage with. Um, to your question, I think on a per post basis, if you're starting out, it's cool to take product. You know, I think um, I've done a lot of for product because I work uh, with brands that actually, you know, line up with my personal brand and they're, they're going to send me free wine. Okay. Right. Like I'm not <laughs> sad about that. Send me some scout and seller. Right. Um, but I think, I think it's like the type of thing where you're saying, you know, if it's in line with who I am, it is very authentic for me to receive. Maybe it's moisturizer. Maybe it's, you know, alcohol, maybe it's like a cool hat, right. Or some other, you know, a hoodie or whatever, but it's cool to kind of do that and do, you know, in lieu of, um, but just make sure it's valued properly. Right. So um, if you're doing a hoverboard one, which is when I, you know, actually received the other day, you know, make sure that the, the value of the hoverboard plus your rate is around 200 to 250, right. For that nano influencer, that's around a thousand to maybe 2000 followers. And you, you know, even a little bit low that, um, you know, typical rates that you're seeing in that kind of range, even 50 bucks, right. For your fun, but think about your time too, right. Cause a lot of these, maybe it's two, three hours to put together, you know, kind of calculate what that rate would be for yourself. And, um, if it's better than what you're doing anywhere else, then all right, you're good. Um, if it's free product and you can represent, that's also cool too, right? And then I think you step up from there. And a lot of it's based on different factors that you look at. Um, there's a lot of different variables, but you know, I think do it based on what you feel comfortable with. Don't undervalue yourself. And then think about how long is it going to be on my platform? Is it going to be exclusive? Do I have their products in the video, in other words, right? Am I going to be, um, you know, representing this in terms of product? And that has a little bit different value than just dollars itself. But I think there's a good way to kind of estimate that maybe, you know, if you're starting out, you got a decent size following 100 to 200 bucks is a good price point. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So, I don't think we really plan to talk about this, but do you have, um, just as like a little bonus, yeah. any, any tips on, um, so say somebody's ready to go. They're like, yes, I'm making yeah. a media kit. Yeah. Let's do this. 
Sure. What the hell do they do? Like, like who do they, who, who would they look for in a company? Are there any, like, what do they even do to find a brand to work with? Right. Yeah. So there's obviously influencer platforms. You can apply to those. You can apply to kind of be part of the program. Um, right. I think those are, those are okay. Right. That's a good way to, to kind of try it. Um, you may get some cool things through there. I've done a few of those and it's sort of hit and miss, right? Because they're, they're looking for certain things and the way they do it is they get a brand that comes into the platform. They try and match you up a little bit like, you know, match.com or Tinder or whatever. And they're trying to connect the dots and, and go through that based on what, you know, they want that brand to do or what that brand's asking them to do. So that's one way to do it. I think the more proactive way to do it. Right. And, um, you know, if you've got the media kit, you want to put that together, I'll have a template on my website um, for you guys to check out and you can put that, you know, download that and do that. Um, but I think that's a way to, you know, really just kind of put yourself together and then pick and choose, right? Just send out and be like, hey, reach out to the social media manager, reach out to someone in marketing and say, hey, I want to do this. It's actually been proven, I was reading some good stats about this this week, that brands appreciate influencers actually reaching out to them directly, right? You would think it's kind of the opposite. Oh, we only want to work through the platform. People love a customer, right? And, and why? Because it's authentic. It's someone that's in the house. They already know the brand and product. Um, they probably get a lot of hits today, you know, if you're in beauty or some of these other spaces. But some of these other brands that you maybe think like, oh, I haven't seen them do a lot of influencer stuff. That's a really good opportunity for you to reach out and be like, hey, this is what I can do for you. So put that together, not just your media kit, but a pitch. Like, here's what I'm going to do as part of your post. I want to feature you this way. That gives them a flavor of who you are, how you'd represent them. And it gives them a really good opportunity to think about what they'd want to do as part of that, right? And it's as diverse as everything from CBD to, you know, car parts to all these kinds of things where you don't necessarily see a lot of influencers in that space. Kombucha, another one, right? Like there's all these kind of fun areas to go and think about what you use every day, look around you. And there's a lot of opportunity in those spaces where, you know, they're not super saturated with that mentality because they're not, um, you know, their headset's not there yet. And it gives you an opportunity. Okay. Okay, cool. Thank you. That'll be really, really helpful. I was just trying to think of any additional things that somebody listening to this would be like, okay, what the heck? I don't know what to do next. And yeah. that's, that's really helpful. Okay. Awesome. Um, okay. I, that, I actually that have was- one more. I have one more, Um, just like a, just like a PS on this one. I think the other one too, is like, in terms of making money, like we talked about a little bit more formal way, you know, things like affiliate programs are also a really easy thing to do. Like Amazon affiliate, some other affiliate programs like software, if you're into that type of thing. Right. So like we're we're talking marketing, like marketing software, like email software or whatnot. Um, That's a good way to build that in too. And you can put those links directly in your, you know, link tree or whatever's in your profile and connect that way. There's a ton of TikTokers that are actually doing a big business on, you know, either selling swag directly through there or selling off of their Amazon affiliate links. They're like, Hey, I got this new iPhone 12 pro max today. It's amazing. It does all these things. The camera's rad. Check it out. Just link in my bro, you know, my bio and you can go. Right. And there's actually people just doing that and they're doing decently off of that as well. So get creative with how you're doing it. It doesn't always have to be you pitching. It can also just be part of the things that maybe you're already doing already, whether you have an ebook affiliate program or whatnot. Okay. Okay, cool. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love that. I love this topic. I'm so glad we talked about it. It's going to be really, really helpful because I know I actually know a lot of the people listening to the show. So I just know that they're going to really love this. Um, Before we go, I got to at least get two cents from you on TikTok, something. I mean, I know that that's, it's a topic that you talk about. It's, I mean, that's how, that's where we met. Um, What do you you think going forward with TikTok? Like, obviously it's been an amazing year for TikTok and unfortunately 2020 has not been amazing in every way, but (laughs) but it has been good with, with, with getting on TikTok, connecting with people, having some fun, trying to enjoy, right? I do love the positivity of it. Like, what do you love about TikTok and what do you feel about it going forward? 
Yeah, I think versus the other platforms, right, that we're looking at and we've talked about, you know, um, TikTok is really an entertainment factor that's there, that people are going in there to be entertained. They want to see something fun, interesting. It's sort of like Vine was if you're, you know, into that platform way back. Um, but, you know, I think much different than Facebook, which, you know, gets controversial, a little political, you know, sort of like people's, uh, you know, mundane lives sometimes, right? Um, or Twitter, which is a little hard to consume for people just because it's like this river, um, you know, Instagram's a little more formal. There's too much presentation layer. TikTok's a very authentic, raw, fresh platform, right? I think people appreciate the creativity that's there. And if you're going to succeed in that space, you have to kind of bring that level of being smart and fun and coming up with a creative idea like you have, right? And thinking about how am I going to engage in this platform and do something, you know, interesting. And it allows you to be creative, but also I think there's a little bit of those handcuffs off of having that to be so formal as like, I need to be here as an influencer, right? It's just like, let's have fun, be you in the best way or find this persona that you want to be and go after that, right? People wearing wigs, doing Trump and nations, whatever it is, right? They're doing well at that one thing and, and, and hundred. So I think that's, that's why people are going, you know, I mentioned a hundred million, you know, as of the platform, eMarketer had them pegged at 45 million this year and they've over doubled that number, wow. obviously because of the pandemic, but people are also enjoying the platform and the algorithms helping people get to that content that they care about and they're interested in. Um, and the diversity of industries and the other types of things, I think it's really interesting to see where the platform can go from here. I think they have a lot of opportunity around monetization, but they're being smart with how they're handling their influencers. They have a formal influencer program. So if you have over a hundred thousand followers, you can become part of the creator marketplace on TikTok and they'll actually help match you up instead of an influencer platform doing that for them. So um, there's a lot of smart moves they're making. They're a little bit further behind in terms of paid media and some of the other things, but I think the platform to like what we're talking about, that's the advantage is that they still have that organic reach, the algorithms right. helping find the right audience, your tribe, driving the attention there. And um, I think they're only ripe for growth, right? The good news is for brands, if you're on the brand side, is that it's still under the radar, right? You may have yes. a little bit harder time pitching yourself as an influencer and be like, hey, I've got 40,000 followers on TikTok. I'm gonna go. People may realize the number is big and they'd be like, cool, that's cool. Like, I'm, I wanna work with you, right? On the other side, brands are like, yeah, I don't know. Trump was going to shut it down. And there was like this thing with China right. and like, it's a little sensitive and our only kids there. No, over half the platform globally is over the age of 34, right? There's a, yeah. there's a ton of people engaging, like I said, half an hour plus per day, multiple sessions per day. Um, everyone is spending time there because it is fun. And I think there's a lot of opportunity for where I can go going forward. Right. I agree with you completely. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, and it's, Hey, it is fun. And it's, it's where a lot of people are looking to be entertained. So if you, yeah. if you're ready to razzle dazzle them, get on TikTok. <laughs> <That's hands>. <laughs> <laughs> all right, tech. Um, I really appreciate you sharing all this with us. It's really and truly been helpful. I mean that, and um, I would love for you to just, of course we will put in the show notes, the exact links and everything. So everybody doesn't have to try to remember that as they're listening. Uh, but please go ahead and just tell everybody where they can find you, um, your, your website, your social media, if they want to follow you and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm easy at, at Tuck Ross on every platform. So that's easy to find. Um, I'm easy. I don't know if that came across well, but I think um, <laughs> my website, tuckross.com, um, tuckross.com slash influencer will have the sample media kit for you. You can just 
take it, fill it in, you know, and, and start sending that out if that's interesting to you. Also a, a list of some of the influencer tools that are out there, right? So things like Canva and some of the other ones that you may want to use to help your content creation, help hone in on your brand, um, will be updated there as well. So check it out. Um, love for you to stop by. And to your point, like we've talked about, if you're new to TikTok, um, I put together a little 10 day challenge just to get someone started from zero to, you know, their first thousand followers oh, on TikTok. Cool. 10 day challenge, follow on TikTok.com. Um, there's a little, you know, 10 day guide. You'll get like an email every day and it just is for free, right? Just to get you started and help you get familiar with the platform. So pretty fun. Oh, that is really cool. Okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah, you guys definitely do that. Definitely go and check out Tech's website, techrest.com slash influencer. And would you say follow on TikTok? Follow on TikTok.com. I love that so much. All right, Tech, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Brittany. This is fun. Thanks for having me on. It's good to uh, finally connect with you, even though we've been chatting on TikTok forever. (laughs) (laughs) I know. We were joking before we started recording that we were quote unquote meeting on the yes. computer screen, but that's how you do it in 2020. <laughs> I appreciate, I really appreciate your time. I value your time and um, send, send all my love to that perfect California weather. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. And if you guys haven't checked out Brittany on TikTok, go do it because she's awesome. Every day puts a <laughs> smile on my face and you're doing an amazing job out there. So keep doing what you're doing. You bring a lot of um, inspirations, I think to everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production, funlovemedia.com. Bye. Mm-hmm.